Welcome to the How To Dressage podcast, and in this episode, we're going to look at how to get your horse into an outline. So if you have ever received comments such as above the bit, needs a rounder outline, or head too high on your dressage score sheets, then you may need to learn how to ride your horse correctly on the bit. Now, many novice riders assume that pulling the horse's head in with the reins is all there is to creating an outline, but that is not the case at all. So in this podcast episode, we're going to tell you how to go about getting your horse to work in a correct outline. So before we do that, we first need to clarify exactly what a correct outline is. Well, in a general sense, a horse working in a correct outline should be round over the back, working in an uphill manner with well-engaged hindquarters, stretching through his top line to seek the bit, and with his nose either on or slightly in front of the vertical. Now, the horse should be able to lengthen and shorten his outline like an accordion, while still maintaining all of those qualities. Now, as your horse progresses in his training, his outline and the way he carries himself should change. So, a long and low outline that will be demonstrated by a novice horse will then be replaced by a more uphill compressed outline that enables a more advanced horse to cope with the demands of collected work. So now that we know what we are aiming for, and before we go into the details of how to ride your horse correctly in an outline, let's first discuss how not to do it. So you don't want to create an outline by using the reins. Riders often think that their horse will work in a round outline if they have the right contact on the reins. But all too often, this approach leads to the rider using too much hand in order to pull the horse's head into an outline. Now, in this instance, your horse may indeed drop his head due to the uncomfortable pressure that's been placed on his mouth, but he will probably also hollow his back and trail his hind legs out behind him as well. Now, the end result of this method is an unbalanced horse that will either lean on your hand for balance rather than taking the weight back onto his hind legs, or a horse that will drop behind the vertical in an attempt to avoid working into an unpleasant and hard contact. Now, judges are trained to look for faults such as these, and you will be penalised heavily in the dressage arena. Now, whilst we're talking about how not to do it, let's just give you a quick note about gadgets. Now, there are numerous gadgets on the market that can be used to persuade your horse to drop his head. However, items such as draw reins, bungees and the like, all they do is simply pull the horse's head down and hold it there, rather than encouraging the horse to work forward through his back to seek the contact. Now, all of these gadgets work by applying pressure on the horse's pole, on the horse's nose, the mouth, and or his jaw. And there are plenty of bits on the market that also do the exact same thing. However, simply getting the horse to lower his head 
or bring his nose closer to his chest is still not a correct outline. Now, in order to create a correct outline, the horse should stretch forwards into the contact. Now, instead, the backwards pressure that's caused by these gadgets encourages the horse to duck behind the contact, which is the exact opposite of what we are trying to achieve. Therefore, we urge you to think twice before you go about using these gadgets. When it comes to dressage training, these shortcuts are very rarely worth it. Okay, so now we've covered how not to do it, let's go about how we actually go about correctly getting your horse into an outline. So the outline comes from the horse's impulsion and his willingness to work forward over his back to seek the contact. So the first step that you need to do is you need to understand the scales of training. Now, there are six scales of training in total. But before you can expect your horse to work correctly in an outline, you have to have the first three of them securely in place. And the first three are rhythm, suppleness and contact. So if we put these into practice, the horse must work in the correct sequence and rhythm for each of the three paces and also in a suitable tempo. So he shouldn't go too fast and he shouldn't go too slow. Now that ticks off the first training scale. Secondly, the horse then must work willingly and freely forwards through a swinging and supple back, which is the second training scale. And finally, he must stretch into a consistent and elastic contact, which is the third training scale. Now, we have produced various posts and podcast episodes on the scales of training. So if you need any help with this, then please either visit our website, howtodressage.com, or search for rhythm, suppleness, and contact within our podcast archives. But moving on, as soon as you've got to grips with the scales of training, you then need to understand the energy circle. So when you are schooling your horse, there should be a constant circle of energy, which should first flow from the horse's active hind legs. This energy then flows over the horse's swinging back and should arrive in the horse's mouth. The energy then travels down the reins to the rider's hands, through the rider's body and secure independent seat to the rider's legs. And the energy then goes back into the activity of the horse's hind legs. So as you can see, this circle goes on around and around in a never-ending cycle. Now, the energy circle always starts from your horse's hindquarters before travelling through the horse's supple and swinging back into the contact. So there you can see how this ties in with those first three training scales of rhythm, suppleness and contact as we've just talked about. Therefore, the contact that you have should never exceed the amount of energy that's been generated by the horse's hind legs. So your hands should only receive what your legs put into it and they should never pull back or fiddle in an attempt to force a contact on the horse. So the basics of this is being able to ride your horse from your leg into your hand. 
So you must work the horse forwards in a correct rhythm and a suitable tempo. You then allow that energy to come over the horse's back and you receive the energy in a consistent and elastic contact. Now, once this connection has been established correctly, your horse will be in an outline. Now, in the beginning, this will probably be a long novice outline. But as the training progresses and your horse develops, he should naturally start to adopt a more uphill, compressed and taller outline. But in the early days, you can't expect your horse to produce an outline similar to the Grand Prix horses that you see on TV, because he's not yet got the strength, the suppleness and the capabilities to be able to balance and hold the outline for long periods. So it's okay to accept that your horse will need to first work in a long and novice outline. But as long as you have that connection between your leg and your hand and you have the energy circle flowing, then this is the correct place to start. And as you and your horse's training develops, then so will your horse's outline and his overall way of going. So to wrap this episode up, Riding your horse in an outline involves much more than simply pulling your horse's head in or using a gadget to do it for you. Shortcuts might enable to get your horse's head down and in, but the result is an incorrect outline and also an unhappy horse. Now, the most important thing to remember when trying to establish an outline is to ride forwards without rushing. Try not to focus on the position of your horse's head and instead just concentrate on having your horse working forwards over his back and swinging along without any tension or resistance. Keep your hands steady, light and supple and your horse will gradually become sufficiently confident to seek the contact and to create a correct outline. Now if you have any questions when it comes to this podcast episode or if you have any other hints and tips that you would like to share with us, then please do so in the comments box at the bottom of the relevant blog posts on our website. And to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our other free stuff, our books, our training diaries and competitions, please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Pinterest. We truly appreciate you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and we hope that you got a lot from it. For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff which is available on our website howtodressage.com and pop by Amazon for our range of dressage books, planners and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.